When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash steelwars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. In an effort to sizzle out May the 4th Chicago live show YouTube premiere event, here is the normally Patreon-only Robbo report. Not only to explain what's going on on Saturday, but also to give you a taste of the regular bonus content our beloved Patreons enjoy. Hope to see you in the YouTube chat this Saturday, May the 4th. But until then, enjoy the show. Oh, yeah. You want to count me in or something? Or? <laughs> Five, four, three, two. One. Hey, no, no, everybody. No, 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 no. You don't count in. If... Listen, All right, showbiz. In show Jeez. business, you would know if you were I'm in not. show business. I'm not. And you know I'm not. You don't count in the last one because you don't want that sound to be on the uh, recording. Well, it is now. Hey, everybody, it's your boy, Robbo. <laughs> All that's going in. Listen to this Hollywood steel lecturing me on the ins and outs of show business. Dude, I'm just, just trying to help you out. Do you know what I mean? Like, information, I information I is power. Like, I think it's like the amateur-ish charm of the show that people enjoy the most. Okay. Because I'm, I'm real. I keep it real, Steel. <laughs> wow, that was, that was the whitest rap ever. It's your boy. Your boy keeps it real. Real steel. You know the deal. Don't make me buy you a happy meal. I'm here to say that I love rapping in a major way. It's like every, every commercial ever, 1986 to 1994. Excellent. And, and that is just indicative of the product we're presenting today. Oh, yes. At least as good as Fruity Pebbles. Tight. Hey, um... We might actually put this on the free feed or so, or this bit of it. <laughs> Why this one? <laughs> oh, because I've got to do some infomercial work up top. So um, mm-hmm. ex- explain to everyone who you are, Robbo. For the, for Hi, everybody. 
I am Rabo. I I'm friends with Steel. Steel lets me do a thing where I Dude, talk. Just you, you got. I don't like you were upbeat until I asked you to talk about yourself, and then you went into it like a dark depression. You just started. I get. You I started, don't. You like. I am Robbo, and I'm friends with Steel. I never really thought about how to explain myself. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, it's like, what do I, what do I say? Like, I, I don't know. I'm Steel. I mean, I, I can Star Wars buddy. I, I'm, but yeah. I mean, I don't want to listen to that though. Would you? I'm Steel Star Wars buddy. <laughs> Like, I mean, I just don't want, I don't want that. I want it to be, I want people to listen to this and really get their hopes up. That way they can be crushed when they actually pay money for it. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh my God, what did I do? It sounded so good on the, on the commercial. And that's how I get you. That's what we do here on the Robo Report. Man, I don't know if this is like, like anti-marketing or anti-anti-marketing or anti-anti-anti-marketing. Like, I think. People are going to listen to you. They'll be like, it sounds so terrible. It's got to be good. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to talk it down this much unless it were solid gold content from beginning to end. God, you are, you're, you're Star Wars podcasting's Bill Hicks. Yeah, I think so too. The best, the best, the best possible like commercial you can do. The best possible advertisement is just like a good clip from the show where people listen to it and they think, oh, I want to hear what happens next. But like when you when it's all artificial, I mean, like I said, I keep it real. Anyway, the infomercial portion was um, it was more for something else to get get the word out about. Um, have, have you seen our um, online YouTube May the Fourth event, Robbo? Have you seen any no. sizzle out there about that? No. Oh man, you're killing me. You are killing me. You didn't tell me anything about this. Why like, am I supposed to follow your every move? Is that what you expect? Kind of. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Well, on May the 4th, we are premiering our Chicago live show on youtube.com. And the premiere thing, how it works, Robbo, is it, it goes on at a set time and then there's a live chat next to it. So a bunch of the people that were on the show will be live chatting with people as they watch. And it's a fun little May the 4th event. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's the, is this the, um, the, the erotic thriller fan fiction thing, or is it the, the regular show thing? This is the regular show where we talk about celebration and break down the trailer. And we've got like tons of sweet guests. We've got Bresnikan, um, Claire Stribling, Emily Lynn's all about it. Um, Chris Taylor that wrote How Star Wars Conquered the Universe and a bunch of heads, right? And so that's the, the, the main show that everyone gets to watch. And then after that, that show goes for about 80 minutes. And then after that, we will premiere just for Patreons or patrons, the erotic fan fiction live show, the live read of the erotic fan fiction that Emily Lind wrote performed live with some, I, I have to admit, fantastic sound effects. Ben Burt would have one tear after hearing this. It, it's, it's, we did tremendous work. Me and Dom Legaspi collabed on the, on the sound effects. But anyway, so that will be for Patreons afterwards. And it's, the lot, like the, the main show is pretty funny. 
but the uh, the erotic fan fiction, adults only, strictly adults only. That's is, right. Is um, there was it gets there, a little blue as a. Milton Berle would say, or something like that, and I don't know, whatever. There's a lot of laughs. It was, um, it was a good vibe. So yeah, so that's the sizzle for the uh, the event on YouTube.com, the best place to watch all your YouTube videos at uh, YouTube.com forward slash Steel Wars, and it it will be worth it to uh, get the Patreon to get the uh, erotic fan fiction. It is super good, but that's. $3 for the month and you get bonus shows like the Robo Report and I've done tons. I think I did three. I think it's the fourth. No, this would be the fifth bonus show this week, Robo. You. But you're not a bonus show anymore because you're on the main feed this time. So the fourth, This time. You've been debonused. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. Um, I've, no, I, it, it's cool. Yeah. Um, when is it? What time is it happening on May the 4th? Oh, that's very good. It's, it sounds like we rehearsed this because um, that was a very pertinent question. If you're in America, it's 7 p.m. on the West Coast, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. East. If you're in the UK, you are bumming at 3 a.m. Sunday, May the 5th. But if you're in Australia, Sunday, May the 5th, 12 noon on the Eastern States. Hey, you got like most of the hemispheres in there. Yeah, they're the main ones. That's pretty ones. good. They're the, they're the main like, ones. They're, they're our main listening hubs. Yeah, that's going to, that'll be cool. Okay. So if it's at like, uh, I, there's going to be a chat. So maybe, maybe I will, I will be in there on the chat or I'll at least be listening. Okay. So yeah. I definitely want to see it. If, if you see Robo in the chat, I think he will appear. Just ask to get him to explain who he is. And, and just watch the, the, the posts get slower and slower and sadder in character. I don't, I don't know how to do that. It's just not what I do. Look, I'm not all about self-promotion, Steele. That's what you do, all okay. right? True, true. Hey, um, what do you make of Mark Hamill? Um, you're talking about the uh, the thing with the, the Photoshop thing at the or just like him in general? <laughs> more, more that with um keeping in mind who he is in general so um he he posted up this thing most people will know that um a, a photoshop of i think it's lando and han piloting the falcon with leia and luke in the background all aged yeah um, and i don't know he someone posted that and I sort of saw it about, and then he post tweeted it with hashtag missed opportunities or whatever. And, mm. um, some people loved it. Some people hated it. And then he posted a thing saying, Hey, I was just saying that I miss the people in the photo and, you know, don't take it all so serious, which is pretty good advice not to take it so serious. But, um, I just, well, people, yeah, I mean, people were upset, I think, right, because the the photo came from or the thing he was retweeting or whatever it was came from one of the, like, you know, misogynist hater accounts or whatever they are. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess, like, somebody – one of those people was taking credit for it and got, like, boosted by Hamill for – yeah, but he – the thing is, is, like, look, how old is he? Like, he doesn't know. Like, he's not scrutinizing everything. We're, like – even I have, like, uh, you know, 
probably retweeted somebody who was not totally on the level by accident because sometimes you just don't know. And as far as like, I mean, that's that's really the casualty of the the whole like hate mob campaign against mostly women fans is that like people are really touchy about these things and it really freaks them out. I think to see what looks like for the incredibly highly online people looks like, you know, Mark Hamill, our, our favorite, you know, guy like endorsing this sort of not, I I don't know. I I can understand why people were uh, a little bit unnerved by it. I do think that if anyone has earned the benefit of the doubt, though, it should be Mark Hamill. <laughs> I don't think that like uh, he's demonstrated a lot of. I, I guess I I just don't feel like he's he's uh, he hasn't earned like the immediate backlash, uh, kind of like assume the worst type of thing that that uh, thing tends to happen on Twitter. But again, like I understand why a lot of the people who I saw were offended by it. Like I understand why that would bother them because they're they're usually the targets of of uh, these miscreants. You know, not me. Um, I actually noticed that uh, we had uh, one of our um, one of the people in the in the kind of the Star Wars Twitter community get. Uh, you know, kind of harassed to the point where she was considering, you know, closing her account about the same time. It wasn't about this. It was about something else. But it's like when you look at what it was, why she was picked out for it, it's like it's exactly something that I said pretty much at the same time. Um, And for some reason, I don't get uh, like, you know, the hate mob doesn't come after me for it. You know, so it's just... I can understand why women in particular who are uh, might be touchy about it. Um, so that's a very long winded answer saying like, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt, but I understand why some people's patience is kind of thin. Let's uh, just divert for a second. What do you think of the Photoshop? It's and not then, very good. And, uh, well, um, not, not so much the quality of it, but the, the scenario it paints. The, the, light, the lighting steel is all wrong. It's like, they're in, it's like they're in four or five different scenes. It's uh, Don't get all Reed Parker on me, okay? Just, uh, <laughs> just chill out. I'm, I'm talking more about the sentiment and the, uh, you know, the desire that what would have made a great Star Wars film would be a scene with Lando and Han piloting with... Uh, older Luke and older Leia behind that, that, that just having that was more important Uh, than the story that they ended up telling. I don't know whether that's the sentiment behind it. I mean, I think that I look, I don't think it's, I don't think uh, Mark Hamill is like a hater of what, what's been done, but it's clear that he's not like, this is not the way he would have done it, which is, pretty much how it's always been you yeah, know like I, I i i tweeted this a little while ago it's like oh my god i can't believe an actor wanted a bigger part in a film yeah exactly and like you know he wanted to wanted to be on screen with his buddies and like have that big reunion and you know what like it it would have been you know i think most people would have been enjoyed that too but at the same time it's like that's just not 
that's, you know, I was thinking about this with, um, cause I saw that Avengers movie, right. That came out recently. Excellent. It, perhaps you've heard of it. Right. So, um, I was thinking like you could never do something like this with star Wars because you don't have number one, you don't have that many characters who are identifiable on site. Will um, <clears throat> Yeah. So like when Will Rowe, when they like, you know, Dr. Strange does the magic sparkly circle and Will Roy hood jumps out, everybody would be like, yeah. But then like, you know, when, uh, you know, it's for the most of the audience, they're not going to recognize you know, Crick's Nadine with this ridiculous beard and yeah, they just won't, you Thank know, like you can't. Fans. Yeah. But they, but they, they don't, the characters don't look distinct enough from each other and nor do we want them to, because then they would stand out too much. No. And so, also though, it's not even so much the standing out. It's, it's like, we haven't had like Marvel was doing the opposite of what Star Wars was doing. Like Star Wars, like they're ensemble films. And then they, you know, with Solo, they tried to take one out. And Marvel was doing the opposite of doing the solo films. Not, no, the the single character films. I'm single, just, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then they were joining them all together. So it's, it's they're quite different. Because like Star Wars has always been based on like group um, dynamics. Yeah, it's also like very much like about more subtle things than the Marvel movies are. Like the Marvel movies, they I was talking about this a while ago uh, with uh, our our uh, mutual friend uh, King Tom and uh, King Tom Chansky of uh, the Chansky clan. Um, so <laughs> I can't remember where he comes from. Uh, so uh, yeah, we were talking about this about like why it's so hard to do that with. Star Wars, like, why doesn't that work? Whereas if it works with Marvel, with characters that people go into the movies, not a lot of times, not knowing anything about and not caring about them. And then at the end of the movie, they might not be like the biggest fan of the character, but when they show up again in like an Avengers movie, it's like, it gets a, it gets a clap, you know, it gets some applause because, because people recognize them and people love stuff that they know. Yeah, I, I think there's like, oh, I know, I know that. Yeah, yeah, but and, I mean, and, and, and but they also and and it's like a a reward, and do you know what I mean? Like for some people, the reward is, I don't know, I don't even know references good enough. Like you see Agent Coulson in the background of like, you know, a scene in one film, and he's not in the rest of it, and like that's a reward for like hardcore. But then Thor just rocking up in Infinity War for the the basic fan the casual then that's their like nerd reward they everyone gets their little nerd like i know something buzz yeah i think it's like and and stuff like it's just they it's easy enough to remember things about them too because they all have unique powers and abilities and stuff and like you probably ask the average person who went to see you know the new avengers and and say like like who was ant-man's enemy in the original Ant-Man, they won't remember at all, you know, because it's like not that people don't have, I've got hmm? no idea. Did you see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, it's, it's just not, it's, that's what, that's the kind of thing, but you can remember Ant-Man because he's Ant-Man. Like he, he's a guy who gets really small, like an ant. And, uh, he, 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 he had a similar suit. They had the same powers. 
like a lot of Marvel films. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that that aspect of it. I don't like that part about even the original Iron Man, where it's just like it's an Iron Man, but he's bigger and he's bad. I just I don't like that. But um, hey, I, I I I'm interested about this. So the whole thing about like obviously Mark Hamill wanted to be in the film more. Who can blame him? I wanted him in the film more. But um, there's the problem with having Luke Skywalker in any situation that um, I know one of, I think it was Michael Arndt, or maybe it was the, but they, yeah, I think it was Michael Arndt's, he, like when he was writing episode seven, he said it was so hard to put Luke Skywalker into any scene and not have him just like take over, like instantly, take over, right. instantly you know, he's so powerful. It's like you instantly solve that. You instantly solve that. And I found it interesting that the, very light spoilers for for Endgame. That in Endgame, Thor has his own version of the Luke Skywalker in seclusion. And it was sort of a way to get him not be able to sort of solve anything. Yeah. I mean, it's also, I feel like the... Yeah, I, I, I'm sure we're going to start hearing some people who were not happy with that. Like, even I kind of felt like, is there some way they could just, like, remove the massive gut? Like, they've got time travel. Just, like, what he could do because, is just stay in in past and, like, do some CrossFit or something yeah. and then come back to but, exactly the moment. But and, and there was another Avengers film. I don't know. They, they all blend. Like, it could have been an Iron Man. It could have been this, that, or the other. But there was another one where he just, like, I'm going off. I'm off to like visit Poochie on his planet or something. Like he just went. He had to go. I don't know. Look in some yeah, special cloud. Yeah, he ghosts. Uh, yeah, he kind of disappears. I think in the second one, I remember that he goes. He like has to consult like some Viking oracle or something. Yeah, it doesn't really some, make. A... He had some vision in a spa or something. Yeah, the the Marvel movies are full of this kind of thing, and this is why I like them. In fact, I don't think there's even one of them I've seen where I've been like, well, I wish I had that, you know, two hours back. Like, I just don't feel like I, I was trying to compare it to Star Wars with somebody the other day because there's this. Robo, that was, that's the worst angry tweet about a film ever. Like, that's the hackest tweet you can do. I, what? I wish I had that two hours back. And you write movie, that was a bad movie, and you put movie in, in like inverted commas to call into question if it was even a movie that that's like the hackest film criticism tweet. I, I was just talking about like my own personal thoughts, not thoughts that I feel are necessary to broadcast to the world. Oh, at large. No, no, I was not implying that I was just yeah. marveling at the, um, I have standards that was, you that, know, I might like, not, I might not be all Hollywood, but that, I've got my own standards. It, it's tweets like that, that, bind the internet that's what like that's if you got to the middle of the internet what was holding it together it'd be tweets <laughs> that the, the first ever like grumpy tweets about a film would have been at, at that level before anyone had to like check notes in the middle of a tweet yeah <laughs> but like i was i was thinking about this like talking about i can't remember who i was talking about it with but um you don't have to name drop before you make any point well, I thought it's some. I probably shouldn't have said anything. I, I was talking about it with somebody, and uh, and my thought was like, 
I just could. It's like I can't think of any Marvel movie that's as bad as the worst Star Wars movie. But at the same time, I can't think I can't imagine whoa, whoa, any Marvel whoa, whoa. movie so, being as good as the best three Star Wars movies. Okay. You know what I mean? What's the worst Star Wars movie? I mean, I'm just speaking in terms of like quality wise. It's not my least favorite, but Attack of the Clones is is a pretty slapdash affair. How dare you? It's not my least favorite, though. Like, I think that, uh, I mean, Revenge of the Sith is my absolute least favorite because it's such a letdown. But um, I, I feel like the, the just quality wise, like, yeah, but that's not really what's important here. My, my point is, is that, yes, like the worst Marvel movie is not as bad as that. But. Really? You take the best three Star Wars movies, and I don't think anything Marvel could has done or could do would ever top them. Because it's just not they're not capable of it. It's you can't do it in that genre. Like there's nothing like uh and, and the, th- the three in particular I'm thinking of would be um the original, of course, being the best, and then empire and, and the last jedi i don't i don't think like just the last jedi is the best comparison because it's the most recent and although it's not my like my favorite and i've got issues with it like it's a really well made and good movie and uh like i don't think endgame or infinity war or whatever you want to pick as being the best marvel movie even holds a candle like it's just not no comparison in terms of like just the quality of the product well it all comes down to taste because well you can uh, like it it's people grew up with like I've, I've sort of been reading a few things about it and like you know people that are a bit younger like they you know they if you went from like i started watching these when they were 12 and now they're like what is it 23 or however it is 10 years 11 years whatever but um yeah it's it has like ingrained um like into their synapsis the way Star Wars has for us. So, and, and yeah. I have to say, I was very impressed. I went with um, Rashad on opening night. Oh, we did a podcast about it. Did you listen to our podcast about it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty, uh, pretty pixelated affair. There's a lot, you kind of just like, would, all right, checking in. Ah, so you, I'm going to go get, yeah, cause I you, just drank a jug. You guys talked for like about like the size of the Coke you drank for about like five or six minutes. And I got to admit, I, I might've, uh, might've spaced out a little bit during some of that. Wow. You're just, you're just grouchy. Cause Rashad got a show. I, I saw, no. I saw, I saw a bit of snark from you on the, uh, on Twitter. My only, my only problem with it was that, uh, you didn't get to I like the, I like the name, but how can you spell su do and have a uh, and spell S U H D U H. It should be S U H D O O. Oh, dude, I don't it, even understand the joke. So, but I'm just saying, like, you can't, like, you can't. It, you're you're making up words, but you have to spell them phonetically. Okay, moving on. Mark Hamill, right? Yeah, I think he's a real good dude, and he's plays my hero and um, most of the time acts like my hero as well. But, um, and, and I get that he's grouchy that he wanted to be in the film more, but he did always say, which ironically when he would say it, I used to get 
grumpy as a little kid thinking it doesn't sound like Luke Skywalker will be in the film enough. He did always say that Luke, that George Lucas told him what was going to happen at the end of Star Wars Episode Nine was he's, he was going to hand over the saber like Excalibur. He always would say Excalibur. And that would be his role. and it, But it would be about an, a new generation. Like if you find interviews with Hamill like from, you know, 85 to 2000, he, he says that story tons of times. So I, I guess he was he seemed fine with it. But then, you know, when it all came around, you know, and he's just a human being who has feelings yeah, and emotions. I mean, the, the other the other side of the coin is, though, like when you listen to what he talks about, like what he was thinking about Luke doing in the oh, sequel he's, trilogy he's, recently. His ideas are horrible. They're yeah, hilarious. It, yeah, one of, but they're all based around the idea of like he could be Luke and be in the movie a bunch, but not have to actually do any like like fighting or stunts or anything. Which I totally get. Like, I'm not criticizing him for that. But when he's like, I think Luke could, like, grow himself to be, like, 20 feet tall and just, like, stomp things. Because he's like, he doesn't, because he didn't want to, ha- he was, I think he was honestly, he really wanted to return to this role. He was really excited about it. Of course, this is, like, a big deal for him. This is, like, the thing that made him who he is. And at the same time, I think he it was It made terrified. me who I am. At the same time, I think he was terrified uh, of of the of, he was afraid that he was going to have to do the whirly twirly lightsaber stuff, and then it was going to look dumb because he doesn't he wasn't convinced that he could do it. And I don't blame him. That's exactly what I'd be worried about if I were him. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've heard him make mention. He just didn't. I, I don't know if it was whether he, he didn't think he could do it, but he didn't seem to want it. Like it seemed like a chore. Like. I don't want to do. That I think training. he was. I think he was afraid he would look s- silly. Mm. Um, and he did actually. Didn't he hurt himself just doing like the one little sword fight thing that he did? I have never heard that, but it was quite a uh, stretch backwards. He did do so. Um, yeah, I, I really could do without that. Um, and they do it twice. <sighs> oh, you don't like that? I reckon it's pretty sweet. No, no. I don't like it because number one, it's the gratuitous slow mo, and it is basically a thing right oh, out of the Matrix. You, you and slow mo, it is very Matrixy. Yeah, but like you saw, you saw Endgame, right? How many times did they do that? You you probably don't even notice it because it happens so often. It's uh, it's so cliche. I didn't even notice. I was too busy. It, telling, it happened. I, I was just telling Rashad about my Coke. So. Um. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but it, I mean, it's like in a Marvel movie, I don't care because I expect them to be using the idiom, you know, the film idiom of the time. And, you know, but they're going to they're not going to be timeless. They're going to look like movies that were made when they were made. And, oh, so yeah, I, I can tell you this is my worst, the worst, the worst quality of Endgame. I thought Endgame was, it was pretty good, but um the thing I liked least about it was I just kept comparing it to Star Wars Episode Nine, and when they'd do something, I'd be like, "Oh, if they wrapped up something in Star Wars like that, I would hate that. That sucks. That would." Yeah, that's exactly right. It would not be a good like. I'd hate to see a Star Wars Episode Nine where everybody shows up at the end, and they do like three seconds of things, <laughs> and then you're supposed to be like, "Yeah." I, I it's I, just I, not. I, the I sort of would like the Ewoks to show up just just between you. Yeah. 
I got into this like weird Twitter, like passive aggressive argument about like whether Shocking. the Death Star landed on like that big piece of the Death Star you see in the episode nine trailer, whether it was landed on the actual forest moon of Endor. Mm -hmm. And my my point was no, because like the forest moon of Endor would look like Endor. And, uh, you know, it would look like that. So it must be the actual planet Endor. And they're like, well, actually, in the Battlefront 2 game, they show Endor as being a red gas giant. And I'm like, do you think anybody's going to care if J.J. Abrams decides, well, I want it to land somewhere and I don't want it to go back to Endor, the forest moon? Because, you know, if it lands there, you realize like, oh, the Ewoks probably all got killed <laughs> uh, by like just the dust that would put up into the atmosphere and, you know, choke out the sunlight, et cetera. Um, so it has to land somewhere else and it can't go too far, uh, cause it's only been 30 years since it happened. So it's gotta be on either another moon or like the main planet of Endor. Yeah. I, someone put to me, you know, I guess it's a common theory, you know, it could be just on a planet, you know, it just, it just went through space and landed there and they tracked it. And when they first told that to me, I was very, um, I was tense. I didn't like it. But now I'm just like, oh yeah, if if that's if the story needs that to happen then sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, if Endor is a gas giant, then there should be several moons because it would be big enough to capture a lot of objects into its like gravitational, you know, well. Do you know the so, thing I, I do you know the thing I can't do that for? I, I can't what? just let it go. And this is I think this is one of the this might have been the first ever Pablo Hidalgo interaction on my Twitter account. I, when they blew up Hosnian Prime and the beam from Starkiller Base splits into like five different beams, mm -hmm. I hate that. It, I, it, 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 it just, I loathe it. It disgusts. The beam splitting or oh, the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, why? Just blow up the one planet. I thought, I guess I always figured that... Um that the beam was I always figured that because it was traveling through hyperspace, the beam was guided by some kind of object. And therefore there was like this like fragmentary object that could split off at the right point and guide the se separate tributaries of the beam to different locations. You know what? That might've been what he replied because he very kindly did reply with an answer. And I sort of just went, okay, you've got like, you've got, an explanation. Yeah. Like, I mean, this like, is like, like, that's fine. Like, so yeah, like, like I, I that's, don't like you've made it fit so I can accept it because it's, you know, you've, you've got a reason behind it. You, you, you've made up something to explain it, but I still don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like that, that scene because it's hard to tell where Kylo Ren is when he's watching it go by. That Cause you think, sense. You think he's, uh, you think he's outside Starkiller base, but then at the next second he's on Maz's planet, and it's like, look, he's got to be somewhere. But then I, I watching it carefully, I realized, okay, you never see that he's outside Starkiller base. He must already be in that system. But the thing is, because like, he just rocks up straight away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, he's, um, so he's already there. And the other thing is like what I, the explanation I don't like is where they're like, well, how come they can see what's happening if they're like in a different star system? Because it, and, and the reason why they're in a different star system is because somebody 
uh, uh, you know, Pablo, I guess, in the in the visual guide for the movie, made sure to put uh, Maz's planet in a different star system, which is like to me is like, well, if they could see it, wouldn't the logical conclusion just be that Maz's planet is kind of on the edge of that star system? Like, then you don't have to worry about some kind of like, well, there's like a fluctuation in like the uh, hyperspace time uh, field that allows everybody everywhere to see exactly what's happening clear as day. And the other funny thing about that, though, was is that uh, I remember that was back when Pablo would answer questions and stuff. But like his kind of follow up to that was like, let's just say that Starkiller base will not be missed. <laughs> Which is, I think, what he was saying is like he didn't like that it was his job to explain all these crazy things that you had to explain because of the way they did it. Uh, that's I, I, that was about the time I tried to get him to uh, rename the group, the uh, story group, into the story janitors, and uh, he he said he preferred to think of them as more of like a mystery solving club, like Scooby Doo. <laughs> it was nice to talk to uh, Pablo back when he like. I actually got to interact with him a lot at that time. So, um, that explains his, uh, change in Twitter direction. Yeah. He, he's, he's like this asshole. I got to get rid of him. Um, no, he was like, he had a good sense of humor about that stuff. Like I thought that, uh, like he seemed to appreciate people who could make a joke about something without like, implicating him in the worst atrocities that mankind has ever perpetrated. <laughs> you know, like he, I think he, he, he enjoyed, uh, not taking it too seriously, but being able to have some fun with it as well. Now back to Mark Hamill. I thought we were done with this. I just think I love Mark Hamill. Yeah. I just think he should, be a bit more aware about what's going on and, 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 and not to just chuck petrol on fires. He, he, if he wants to be, he can be very connected to what's going on. You know, like, like his son knows what's going on. Do you know what I mean? He, he, yeah. But so it's, it's just that like, just don't stir up the beehive. Yeah, don't if you if you know, but you're bound to make mistakes. Like it's going to happen. And if you think like the fact of the matter is like everything that we believe in our heart of hearts about like what's right about in the world and what's wrong and what the what morality is and everything in like 300 years those people are going to look back on it and think we're all barbarians. Right. Like it's just it's you cannot be perfect. You have yeah, no choice but to be in your moment. And if the guy is like in 95 percent on point and like sometimes he's like a crazy old uncle, you know, like that's just how it is. As long as he's not it's not like he did anything where he's like uh, belittling anybody or trying to make somebody like it's just I th we're, we're all very sensitive about this and I understand why. But some perspective is necessary, I think, because he really, he really is not out there. Uh, he could be William Shatner. Have you seen William Shatner's Twitter feed lately? No, 
I, I don't. Well, I mean, it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't affect you because if you're not like a, I'm not like a big fan of the guy or anything. But it's like William Shatner's like you know, and cranky old man now, like railing against the SJWs who are ruining everything. Like that's what he does. That's what he became. So like it's you know, it could be that that to me is where you kind of distance yourself from the from the actor and say like, look, I get it. People get old and they lose their minds, but um, yeah, but I don't think that's happened in Mark Hamill. And um, I, I tell you a um, an interesting thing about all of this. Now, now feelings are feelings, and they're just feelings. Right. And you have feelings. Sometimes you can't fight the feelings. Sometimes your feelings change. You can't ch- you can't fight that as well. Try as you may. But I am love Mark Hamill, but I'm now, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't even know why, but now my need to protect him in the role has lessened. Like, like I used to be always, oh, you know, you can have someone else play Han Solo, whatever, but not, not Luke Skywalker. And now I'm sort of just like, yeah, let's Sebastian Shaw do a, because wait, a, a middle-aged Sebastian Shaw. Not, uh, yeah, bring not, not Sebastian Se- Shaw back. Not bring him back. Steel's on my side. Not Sebastian Shaw. Um, what's his name from Avengers? Sebastian Stan. Yes, thank you. Man with two first names. Um, no, I don't. Just because of that, I, I can't. It sounds petty, Why? but he just he had it he, is. he had it the sounds, he had the perfect record. Is. But, but like I can't fight. Like I, that's why. Good things he does and says it for yeah, fans dude. and talks like like he, he just has. A, the band just wanted to be in the same room as Billy D. Williams. Who doesn't? The man misses Carrie Fisher. Who doesn't? Like come on. Like just the we weren't in Star Wars. We don't have that kind of connection to those people personally. It's just he can feel that way and say it. He just doesn't realize what he that by retweeting or okay, Robo something. Robo, that, Robo, yeah. just as an exercise, give us a pricey about what I said before I dropped my bombshell. What? Give us a what? A pricey. A summary. A summary of what you said. Which is that before he did that, you felt like no, 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 no. I said objective of his role. I, I said feelings are feelings. You right. can't control your feelings. That was my disclaimer. For the, I'm not saying it's like it, it's also, you know, it's just a character. Who cares? But um, you know, it is my favorite character of all time. But I'm just not as like I'm 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 fine for someone else to do it. Just because of that, though, that's my my point. But maybe I should have thought that way all along, and I just want to enjoy some more Luke Skywalker. It's because you didn't realize he was like a fallible human being who's capable of making minor transgressions. Yeah, but it's not like other. Sounds pe- like problems with you. Like you finally <laughs> like woke up. <laughs> You're no longer delusional. How was I delusional? What's going on? Because you you believe that he was wasn't like that that he wasn't a normal person who 
made mistakes sometimes. Like it's such a weird, like he he isn't Luke Skywalker. He's just a guy. He's he's Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm, yeah, I'm still. I, to he, me, like this he, is still, that's an example of what is like a very minor transgression compared to what uh, uh, the good people at Marvel Comics uh, did. But but which I think is a much bigger deal. But my change of heart is some might consider like you think it's like this biggest thing ever. I I tell Jimmy down the street and he just goes, huh, yeah, whatever. Like different people play characters all the time. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's like you are putting so much weight on it, not I. I don't and, actually, and certainly and certainly not Jimmy down the street. He's not putting any weight on it. I wasn't taking a stance on whether anyone else could play Luke Skywalker. I was more thinking about what it took for you to change your mind about that. Seems to me like to be not like a sufficient enough catalyst for you to change your mind. Nah, nah. What are you gonna do? I I I. I, so, I mean, it happened. It's. But it's, I, I I should preface. There's other things afoot that um, Rebecca asked on the Patreon Q&A about Luke Skywalker, a question about a Luke Skywalker series, like a middle-aged Luke Skywalker, you know, between Jedi and The Force Awakens. And it's, I'm just, I'm into it. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I would, I would want, the reason, the, the reason why I kind of don't want to see someone else play Luke Skywalker is more, it's not because I don't think anyone else could do it. And it's not because I don't want to see anybody else do it. It's more like, I don't want that to be the, because, uh, whoever it was, whether it was JJ or, or Larry Kasdan or Michael Arndt, who said it's hard to put Luke into a scene in star Wars and not have him just take over and also kind of suck the drama out of things because that's what I, that, I talked about this like half an hour ago. No, I know. I was following up on your comment. Oh, you, you reference everyone else in the story except for me. You didn't. You you were repeating what they said. Yeah, but you could have said like as you said before. Steve. As as you were repeating that somebody else oh, said. As now you're. Oh, all right, keep going. That's not how citations work, Steele. <laughs> oh, that's how podcasting works. That's how a conversation yeah. works, you freak. Like you say, as you said before, like just in. I trust our listeners to be able to connect those dots. Oh. When they're not blinded by their massive Hollywood ego, it's easy. Dude. Yeah, that's right. I've got a good. Um, I've got a good Hollywood story for you at the end. I mean, do you really want to keep going down? Like, I, I just, I kind of like, it's, it's more like, I just don't want to see that. I don't think that, that you could tell too many good, like film worthy stories about Luke at that time period, unless you introduce oh, something. No, really... no, I don't want a film. I want a TV series. Sorry. Okay. I don't think you could tell too many screen worthy. How about that? Oof. Um, Oof. It's not because the character is a good nut. It's just because like, you know, I don't feel like it's necessary because he got all the drama we needed out of him. That's to me is, is what makes his yeah. performance. The last Jedi so great is because it makes up for all the stuff we missed. Mm. It shows us all this character development really did happen. The, um, Hey, listen, I think you're right, which is not something I'll say on this show that often. I, I think, it, I, you do, though. I think 
the better decision would be not to do any more stories about Luke Skywalker. But here's the thing. I'm just idiot fan. And I'm seeing these, you know, Cassian, you know, the IG-88 or his big brother, his little brother, he's getting a series. Very exciting. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And then, you know, you see the Marvel film, you know, they're getting like, you know, whatever, Scarlet Witch and vision yeah or whatever. they're getting their own series don't act like you don't know them both oh no 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 I, I i it's it was just me recalling their names like um elizabeth olsen the scarlet witch see i know stuff there oh wow i didn't remember her name that's good see um anyway like i gotta call collider let him know that i know some movie trivia i can go back on <laughs> i know stuff <laughs> I'd love to see you do like a, a Marvel trivia oh, contest. Dude, it would be horrible. Just, you would get obliterated. And so would I, by the way. Like I'm not, dude, I don't I, really know. That's not my thing. I did like, a Star Wars one and I got obliterated. Yeah, I would on that too. Like unless they were asking about the very specific parts of Star Wars that I, I'd love. I can't remember most of it. What's the most annoying part of Revenge of the Sith? And you can buzz straight in. <sighs> yeah, no. I, um. I th- I would be interesting to deal with Luke in like a like a TV kind of type of mini series, but deal with him like kind of from afar, where you're dealing more with like how other people. Oh no! Oh, a tease! No, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me finish that sentence. So I didn't. Luke, I, wait, I can't. Wait, I, save I your can. save your save your disgust. Ugh, for, uh, but like you could have him be a, so a major. To save it. A, you can have him be Ugh. like a primary <laughs> character. And not necessarily be like the focus of every story. Like, it's... But, but, Robbo, as, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but when they were writing episode seven, right, whenever they'd put Luke Skywalker in a scene, he would overtake it. And so it would be hard to um, have him not be the main focus when he has that trait. And I know before you said that comment you you hadn't heard that 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 point before from the writers so i, I can let it slide continue it, it just gets funnier and funnier the, the more you re- um so yeah like you could do it like i i would do something like if if it were my challenge right if i and i'm not like a professional writer so I, i'm not oh. i don't think i could actually do this can you preface everything you ever say again on this show with i am not a professional writer yeah i can i am not a professional writer thank you but uh but if i it's just to take the challenge of like how do you do something that's involves luke without um allowing him to just take over as soon as he gets there 
I th- I don't know. I would try to do something where it's like it's about um it, it, it it's about people's uh, you could do something like the last jedi frankly which is about like people's <laughs> expectations of of uh of Luke or what a jedi is or about you you put you take Luke out of his element so he what? no longer has that power. Okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? He loses confidence. And starts drinking lots of beer. <laughs> Playing video games with that uh, rock monster. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, but you don't have to take him, like, you don't have to remove his confidence. What you do is you just take him out of the thing that he knows, which is the galaxy as he mm. is, has explored it. Like, if, and you give him I a challenge that that's not one we've seen him face before. For example, if you wanted to do a show about him and a young Ben Solo and him dealing with the fact that he's not a guy who knows anything about raising kids or like problematic teenagers or anything like that. And he's taken it and he's the only, like, we don't know what to do with this guy. Like, you got to take care of it. And then he's got to find his purpose and, like, you know, like, how do I do, how, how do I deal with this? It's like Batman and Robin where Robin's a huge asshole, right? Like it could be really interesting. And, or you could like, you know, you have like my interpretation of, it sounds like he didn't take on other Jedi students until after he was basically forced to take Ben. And the only reason I can think why he wouldn't do that is because he didn't feel like he was ready to do it like he didn't because he's the whole tradition only extends with him he's the last he's the only conduit through which the he's kind of like he's like if the pope were the only roman catholic in the world right like he's he's both in charge of the entire uh organization but also its sole member so i can see why if it were me in that position i would really I would really be running out the clock trying to like find any kind of source of authority I could to, to, you know, and say, Oh, well, I'm not ready to take any students. I, I don't want to do that. I don't feel like, cause he's really a humble guy at heart. Like he is, uh, he's more uncle Owen's son really than he is Darth Vader's son. So hey, in um, terms of like who raised him. Yeah. Where was that information about him not wanting to train anyone until Oh, I, it's not, it's not, uh, in anything. It's, it's the only thing I know is that it sounds like the way he described it in the last Jedi, when he says that I took, you know, I, I started training Ben and I took him and some other students and tried to start a new Academy. So it sounds like to me, he, he's saying that he didn't have any other students or real like real proper students until he had to take Ben. He's like, well, I've got one student. I guess I got to do yeah, the I rest of the deal. I don't, and, I don't, I don't read it like that at all. I just think, I, like, it, it doesn't sound like he's saying, well, I had well, Ben. Problem, so it was just okay, like, so, I had, I had a dozen students. I don't, I don't think he makes it like, well, be, I had Ben. So I, I, I might as well grab some more, whatever. Yeah. But the problem would be that if he had other students before Ben, then they're still out there. And I don't think that they want to deal with that. Um, that would be really strange. So, oh, yeah, but, no, but you're, a... he may have started training Ben as the first dozen, but I, I just think you're putting this thing into his mouth where it says, once he's been, well, I had Ben, been... so I may as well get some others. Oh, oh, I am putting uh, this. That's my interpretation of what 
what he would do because my interpretation of Luke as a character, which may not be the canonical uh, truth about Luke yet, but not. it will be when everybody hears this and they're like, Robbo was right. Um, so let me like, I think he's a humble guy who wouldn't, he is reluctant to take that kind of responsibility and doesn't feel like he's worthy of training anyone, which is why when something goes horribly wrong, he like, you know, it does the space equivalent of holding up in a motel six somewhere with, with, with the bottle of, uh, you know, George P. Dickel. So, uh, it, it's, wish. it's like, <laughs> Uh, it's like, I think that's, that's what he would do now. I, he, it doesn't have to be, but you could do a whole, uh, you know, thing about whether it's either a TV show or a series of books or whatever. And it's about like Luke Skywalker and his nephew are going to collect. They're going to find students. It's like, it's yeah. time to do this for real. No more and books. No more books. I don't, no I, more books. I, 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 I heard it, it here first. It it doesn't fit in with my schedule at all. I can't. Let's get it on the screen. Come on. I'm busy. I've, I've got a yeah. child to look after. You know, we've got like a whole trailer that we haven't discussed at all. And nor will we. I'm um, going in spoiler free. I close my eyes through the entire panel. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who comes back? Chris uh-huh. Nadine and his beard. Yes. So you will sick. be pleasantly surprised. So sick. But um Yeah, I I don't think they should make a Luke Skywalker series, but I want them to. Because I want mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. I, it, it's like junk it's like I shouldn't eat fried chicken, but come on, dude. I'm so, gonna, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that? Wow. Yeah. It's so good. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, you can't, like, like I said, you can't, I don't think you can improve upon what they've done. Um, in terms like, you'd have to make it. So it's really not about Luke. It's like about like a uh, young Ben solo, or it's really not about either of them. It's about one of their, uh, you know, cohorts at the time, like, or it's really like the Laura Santeca show. <laughs> it's all about, you know, uh, him doing stuff and having like, you know, some, interactions with luke or whatever but okay what about this what about this should it be five years after jedi or five years before the force awakens i think the most interesting thing to do and not just because it's like closer to like the classic you know trilogy and all that but i think the most interesting time to see luke now besides like his last moments the second most interesting time would be him dealing with the fact that he is like the last Jedi, the inheritor of the entire tradition. It's his job to start everything, to fix all of its problems and also ensure that he himself doesn't turn into like space Hitler. He's got to deal with that. And he's like, what, like 24, <laughs> you know, like he, he's, he's a kid still. That is an interesting time to see a character um, is when they're, we were all kids back then. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's like it's you know what I mean? Like you want to look at at the most dramatic turning points in his life. And so what you would want to see is when he was that age. But at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, do you really want to have? I don't know. I I don't know. Like now I'm the one who's like, you can't have somebody else be Luke Skywalker because it's sandwiched in between Mark Hamill being Luke Skywalker. You know, it's not the same thing as Ewan McGregor is, is, uh, is Ben Kenobi. Well, uh, that's fine. I'll, he's, you know, kind of way too young, but, but other than that, like he's, what about sweet cartoon? 
if they if they animate it well, if it's like a good animated like quality cartoon and and not um, like a Saturday morning cartoon, I would be all about that. Um, that would be great. Actually, what sort of, what, what sort of cartoon are you like referring? Give me a like uh, like Batman the animated series, right? Have you seen that? Any of it? Yep. Yeah, so it's like a a well animated like you know classic animation kind of cartoon not computer animated not with a bunch of like i just the you can't do a like just put some money into it and get some animators and make something really timeless um not something that's going to look really dated in in 10 years make something that will last forever and it would be worth it hey um you know i was talking about the end game and how i was comparing it to episode nine that um that whole time travel bit at the end no buys that that was just like all solved solvedies we got the gems we got them now we're putting them back solvedies like it was so terminator genesis yeah i guess the reason why it didn't bother me as much like i because is because i knew that was the only way they could do it it's like it's better that because at least it makes sense compared to doing it where it's like, well, there's like a, a seventh gem that he didn't discover that we haven't talked about until now. But if we get it, we can fix everything. That's much worse. And I think it's their only other option. Mm. But yeah, like I don't want to see yeah that. The whole, the, the whole, you know, the cliffhanger of it, – it's such a weird thing of like all those people died – and it just wasn't um, like it wasn't a, like, of course they're all coming back. Like you're an idiot to not think they're coming back. Well, they're not all coming back, but yeah, that's like, yeah, they, they, they all came back. Didn't they? Everyone came back. No, no vision didn't come back. Um, uh, and then, and then there's another character or two characters who won't come back after this last one. Three characters, really. Oh, no, no, no. I just mean in the whole, the people that got dusted. Yeah, but like, look, it's, I think because it's a comic book movie, I don't expect very much from it in terms of like, it's just like comic book characters, like if they, they just don't stay dead. Yeah, well, because I, I never, I didn't read the comics. Like I just read well, the comic, comics. Like I gotta say like. But like, the, so I don't even have the, um. The comic, like, so that's why I, I judge the films as though they were Star Wars films. But then I also acknowledge I don't have the comic reader's mentality of the zaniness that might take place. Well, I think you've got it, though, if you've seen enough Marvel movies to understand what's happening in Endgame. Like, it's just like you got to understand that, like, there's kind of like there's there's a gratuitousness that's appropriate in comic book like huge comic book stories that you could just get away with it because it's like, Oh, it's the fun of it. Like, you know, this isn't Shakespeare. Like, let's just do it. Like, whereas I think the niche that star Wars should carve out for itself, especially now that I think they finally realized that we're, they're never going to be like a two or three movie a year, like juggernaut, like the, like the Marvel movies is they should just be really, really good genre movies. They should just be like, don't, don't try to out, you know, sell, your 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 own your your you know your company's own uh product 
like just try to do the other thing like just be better like just be better movies and only have you know one every couple of years or like you know a tv series and it's like only eight episodes long for example you know like the way they they, just doing his thing which wouldn't wouldn't you care like as long as it's eight episodes now like 30 episodes that's you know like a whole game of thrones type thing where it's like that that would be unbearable i think oh i know i i like the um just the dipping in and dipping out. Get in there, film your episodes, and Star, because back, that's and that, back to Twitter, <laughs> where we can register our disgust throughout the globe. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I really want it to be. I really think this goes back to my whole thing about what I want most out of Star Wars is just to be as good as it possibly can be, and and never again settle for like, well, it's good enough. Like it's just the Marvel movies are, are in even the best of them are kind of in good enough territory for me. Like I like, but I don't expect anything else out of them because they've never done anything beyond that. And if they can like, you know, put some poignant moments in there and some, some other like, you know, thought provoking, you know, things every now and then eh, good on them. That's good. But they don't, I don't expect them to be like good cinema. Really. I just expect them to be competent genre films. But Star Wars has to be better than that. True that. But I was um, I listened to a lot of Star Wars podcasts, and I was musing today as I was uh, attending to my parental duties about how all of a sudden I'm subscribed to all these Marvel podcasts that used to be Star Wars podcasts last week. But every- <laughs> now we're one of them. Yeah, but that, I guess, um, you know, to the credit of the whole thing, it is just, you know, it, the shockwave is, 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 is jumping fandoms. It, it, everyone has to yeah. take, take notice of this film. So well, I mean, that's pretty if, pod, if, if podcasts existed in any meaningful sense, like in, during the prequel era, I think you would have had the same thing with Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter was that generation's Star Wars in a way. And um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it didn't hit me that way. Like I, I, I never. Read well, it didn't. Books. Not me either. I never I, read I've books, never read but... or seen a Harry Potter anything. Oh, I ended but... up watching them all on um, home streaming. But um, yeah, my after, kid I, likes them. I think it's I saw one or two in the cinema, and then I was just like, "Yeah, that's happening." And I, I just like, like I only saw the whole thing like two years ago. So it's, um, it's the only, but to, you gotta be honest, like it's the only thing that has the cultural cachet of star Wars. It's like, it's a thing where if you talk about like, you know, you make a Voldemort reference, it's not all that different than making a Darth Vader reference. No, you know, it, you're expected oh, to know how who, who Voldemort is. How dare you? Um, hmm. not, not my thing either. Steel. Like I'm not like, I'm not taking any sides here. I'm just saying like, it's even though I don't particularly like Harry Potter, I don't, hate it and i do recognize that it means a lot of things to a lot of people and i think the you know we're better off for it it's just not my thing um and marvel's kind of in between the two now robbo we haven't talked about the trailer and i don't think we should this is what i think should happen you should watch the episode when it streams or goes up, premieres, whatever, on Saturday night, or whenever you can watch it. 
and you can should take notes with everything that I say that you disagree with and hold me to task about my initial thoughts on the trailer. You're giving me homework. Is that, is that what's going on here? Well, dude, it's what's going to happen anyway. You're going to like, you're going to start texting me about, Oh, that's I can't true. So what about, what about the title though, Steele? I think the title is something we can discuss. Title's awesome. It sucks. So, um, oh. it's cliche. It's another cliche steal. The rise of whatever is like every movie ever made for the last 15 years. Who cares? It says Skywalker. The Skywalker part is fine. And yeah, that's the only if, fit I can remember. That's that I like because I think I'm right. And I think it's going to be that, uh, ghost Luke, uh, bequeaths his, uh, his last name to Ray. Because she doesn't have one. Dude, that's mine. Yeah, I think he's going to be like, I think what it's going to be is. No, no, you're going to. When you were talking about citations before, where's my citation? I came up with it on my own. Look, I've given you, like, I didn't come up with. no, I came up with everything. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> uh, I didn't. I, I, I've credited you when you've when you've mentioned something. For, I think you were the first person I knew who who suggested that Luke was going to toss the lightsaber away rather than take it from Ray. And, and I thought that was like that was brilliant because I, I thought I was like that's going to happen. And I never would have it never would have occurred to me. Um, but it, it, I think it occurred to you first. So like I'll, I'll give you credit. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a logical thing though, right? She doesn't have a last name. <laughs> like she's got to take some, somebody's last name. And the other thing is that if Luke Skywalker is a legend known throughout the galaxy and then Ray makes herself known as a person who has this like thing and she's like Luke's last student is, is what people are saying. People are going to start calling her Ray Skywalker, whether she wants it or not. And I think that, uh, Luke will, Luke's ghostly presence will acknowledge this and say, you know what? It's true. Like you should be a, a Ray Skywalker. Like you, you've earned it. You're passing on the tradition that I was supposed to pass on. And I, I want you to have that name because I, I know you're going to make me, you know, you're going to, you're going to do it right. I've, I've had a vision Robert, for several years and you know how they make those, um, vintage collection Hasbro, Star Wars figures mm-hmm. and they put them on like the old black cards and try to make them sort of fit in with the um, 80s cards 70s cards right. I've always wanted to get one of those with the episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker I didn't know the name at the time but I always wanted one with her last outfit in that film and the title of the figure to be Ray Skywalker in the little oval with the orange background. <laughs> yeah. I've always like had this thing of like going into like a target and seeing the Ray Skywalker figure. And I don't collect Hasbro figures. Yeah. But just, but, just want to see it. No, no, I would buy it because I had a vision about it. Oh yeah. I guess if you had a vision about it yeah. now, does it have to have like the little like m- metallicized plastic coin? I think that would be key, right? You got to have that. They don't do that. They only do that for the the barge yak face. No, they they did it recently, or not recently, but they they've done it in the Hasbro era. No, the the concept art. 
yeah, the concept art figures came with the coin, and the ah, coins okay. are like what they came with. Like, didn't didn't some of the original Kenner figures come with coins? Yeah, the uh, last seven. Oh no, no, no! The last pressing of all the figures came with a coin. The, mm. the power of the force. Um, but they just did that. They did a retro of that with if you bought the sail barge, you got a yak face that had that actually had a coin, and you could only get the coin carded yak face with the barge. Oh, because they're selling the re- they're selling Yak Face separately too, right? Because I got to get Yak Face. Yeah, yeah, but without the coin, I can I can live without the coin. I'm just curious whether you wanted to see that or not. Uh, in my vision, it didn't have a coin. I, I have to admit. W- would it be okay if it was like a like not like a 1983 style figure? If it was like a regular figure? No, it's it's that's in in the vision. It was vintage. Does it have to have like the telescoping lightsaber that comes out of her no, wrist? No, because they don't do that. Even though I keep asking them to do it, so <laughs> I would I would love if they did that and they made her lightsaber yellow. That would be great. <laughs> I I just think like I I want her to have that last name and still be who she is, which is not like a Skywalker by blood. But I do like the idea that she has earned the honor of of being Luke's Hell yes. student. Yes. Yeah, like that it, to me is like it just perfect. Like I can't like if like I like my name. It's it's it 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 flows. But if I had to pick another one, if it's like you have to get rid of that one. <laughs> okay. You're going into witness protection. It we, we've worked out that your father is just a crazed lunatic that just goes around the galaxy killing people. You need to hide. Somewhere hot. What surname are you going to use to go into hiding? And I'd go, I'd, I'd say I'd go with Skywalker. It's it's, it's sweet. Steel Skywalker. Steel Skywalker does sound like the worst expanded universe like <laughs> character ever. It's like you could just like you could picture the scene right where it's like like the ghost of uh, of of Luke Skywalker in full Jedi regalia next to the ghost of whatever like uh the other later skywalkers like uh he did he did state at the start of the episode that he was not a professional writer everyone yeah and then and then next to you like that is like i i declare you to be steel skywalker now go forth with your giant shoulder pads and and teach the galaxy ah, the meaning of justice talk to me kevin j anderson talk to me yes <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, you know what I got? I got some stuff. Uh, I don't know whether I've talked about this much on this show, but I did talk about it on like the bad motivators Please and maybe on, no, uh, no, no plugs on the show. No plugs. Um, though this is like over a year ago. I don't think anyone, those episodes are lost to time. Um, it, where like, I don't collect a lot of star Wars stuff, but I do collect old books. And uh, just anything I can find, especially like reference type books or like behind the scenes type things, because uh, there's a lot of them from from the classic area. And I found um, out that remember that in the 90s, there was that uh, Star Wars, the uh, guide to the Star Wars universe where they used universe instead of galaxy because they're stupid. Um, but, you know, it had like the Darth Vader's TIE fighter on it. And it's like, you know, I do. Yes, it was a it's um, by like Bill Slava Slick or something like that. Yeah, it was like the encyclopedia of its time. Yes. Yeah, it's like it's it was like I think it came out that one came out in 1994. And it's so it's like post Zon 
and maybe like there's like a few others and like some of the 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 crappy like young adult novels of the time and it was back when it when it was reasonable for me to know everything it was still possible right yeah i i i i just read that book like i would just start at a and just start reading and what was cool about it too is that it would like tell you like some of this is like had like the regular rebel uh insignia for the stuff that's from the the movies and is lucas you know, Uncle George approved that had like a special rebel like insignia with like a circle for like the stuff that was like kind of iffy, <laughs> uh, which I thought I still think they should do that now. They're like, yeah, this is canon, but it could be gone tomorrow. You, you don't know. Enjoy it while it's here because um, that's what's really happening. And uh, it, it's like I forgot this, but apparently that's the second edition. Do you know when the original guide to the Star Wars universe came out? I do not. 1984. Really? I want that Can one. you imagine what that deals with? It's a third of the size of the second edition from the 90s. I, I found it. I found out it existed first. And I was like, to eBay, I must go and procure this, uh, this artifact. And it is the party line straight from Lucasfilm. What is everything you need to know about star Wars in 1984. And uh, so what's interesting is you can compare entries on certain like kind of prequel era topics that of course didn't have movies about them yet and see what was, what they actually had set out at that time and then see how it changed. If you look at the nineties version of it and, uh, and things like that. But it's, what's funny is it covers, it covers the movies. It covers the novelizations. It covers the uh, all seven novels uh, <laughs> that existed at the time. So the three Landos, the three Hans, and Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And it covers like the kids' books, like the like you know read along story cassette type things. And it covers the. Uh, it doesn't cover the Ewok movies yet because I don't know that they were out yet. And, um, and I think that's it. It doesn't talk about the Marvel or the, the comics or the newspaper comics at all, probably because they're like, we, no, nobody can do this. <laughs> like, it's like, we're, you know, I think the guy who wrote it was just like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going over like all <laughs> hundred and hundred and, uh, seven issues of the, um, probably at that point it was probably under a hundred issues, but it was still going on. I think, I think it stopped in 85, right? Yeah. They just put out a new one. Did you, did you see that? I did not. They put out the 108th issue of the original star Wars run. It just came out the last month. I couldn't buy it though. Wow. Um, that, that EU billboard finally paid off. Yeah. They brought legends back steel. Nice. Um, but it's interesting because the Marvel stuff and the newspaper strip stuff were always kind of like the bastard children of the EU because they they like even the EU didn't know what to do with them because it's like they kind of just went off in their own directions. And uh, yeah, it was kinda, wild. Yeah, that was what was cool about him. Like I've got the both there's there's three volumes of the they put them out like hardbound the the Marvel original run with like all the stuff in it. 
and you read it, and it's like, oh, this this kind of follows its own logic, and it kind of goes on its own. It, it all fits together with itself, but it doesn't really fit together with anything else. And the same is true of the newspaper strips. It's like, oh, these make sense on their own, but like they don't. How do you fit this into everything else? It, it, but so they didn't bother doing that. But it was it was interesting, like to do that, to to look at that book, and um, just see what was out there at the time, because it really is not much. Um, but yeah, that was a cool thing. I did not know existed. And the other good thing about that book is that it has like a list of sources at the beginning, and so you can see all the books that you didn't know existed. Um, that were out at that time. So there's like some like Ralph McQuarrie uh, books that they put out that I didn't, I've never seen before. I've never heard of. I'm not even sure they came out in North America. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. This is an interesting thing. It's like, I, I, I put it up on the blue harvest Patreon uh, chat oh. thing and uh, just to see whether, and nobody else had even had ever seen it before. Um, so I wasn't the only These one who did other podcast it. pogs, Robbo have to just, we have to put a stop to this. Yeah. Well, but you can't, um, it's, it's too late. So, but that's, it, that is pretty cool. Like I, I just, I never knew that existed. And I mean, as a book, it's not really all that interesting, but it's interesting that it exists, right? <laughs> it is interesting. It exists. Very interesting. Hey, um, what was the thing about Star Wars Celebration that did anything happen that made you second guess your I don't go to things like Star Wars Celebration rule? No. Um, like there's not one th- – like the Episode Nine panel looked kind of lame to be honest. They like – they just asked a bunch of questions that they couldn't answer. Great. Uh, Stephen Colbert trailer- very good. Come on. Maybe I was marking out because I was in the room but – I was having a very good time. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was fun to, to be there and all, but I, I, it's not worth the trip for me. Like I would, if I went, like I probably wouldn't buy tickets to the event itself. I would just like hang out with you guys after hours. What a, you're Star Wars celebration hipster. I just don't, don't, it's not that. I just don't, I I don't need to be in that room. Oh, you went in? I I, I, I didn't go in. Oh, you went in to Joe? Oh yeah, I guess that's fun for some people, but um, I've just been outside all day. You can see they stream it on YouTube. I don't need to be in the room. I could I could be like sitting in my like you know comfy comfy couch watching it you know oh, on my you TV. Walked over to the convention center. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the one thing I did feel kind of bad about is I saw on Twitter today somebody put up a list of like their own like handwritten schedule for the stuff they wanted to do, and one of them was on. Like one of the days they were like, I want to meet the following people that I know from Star Wars podcasts. And they had this checklist written out. And I'm sorry that I can't remember this person's name because I don't think they're on. I don't see him on Twitter. I haven't seen him on Twitter before. So um, but I will learn uh, his or her name later. But it just was like a list. and It had like little boxes and they like check off the boxes. So it was like Steel Saunders with a box. Check. He this person met you. And uh, all these other people, and then uh, the two boxes that weren't checked were were Will Witten and Robbo. <laughs> and uh, ah. I was right. And the thing is, is, like Steel Saunders was at the top of that list. Robbo was at second to the top. So I think like somebody out there associates me with you, which is great. They're in, we're inseparable in that person's mind. 
Um, but I felt I felt bad about that because I would have said hi, like if I were there. Like I'm not like I don't feel like I'm too good for the the other people there. I I, I just don't like conventions. That's all. Like I I would because you hate things that you're better than. No, that it's not. No, I just don't. I don't like crowds mainly, and they make me really really nervous. And uh, I just I feel like I'm gonna uh, get trampled. And uh, one day I will, and then how will you feel? I'll protect you, Robbo. I'll always right? protect you. You better, like, like uh, Kevin Costner, the bodyguard, like, just zip me out of there, man. That's what I need from you, because, like, I will be trampled one, one day. Like, one day I'll finally be there at, at a convention of some kind. And because I do, I do show up at conventions for my other podcasts because I get invited and I can't say no. Um, but I I can always show up late is the nice thing because I just have to be there for the thing I'm supposed to do. And I, I just don't I don't like being in in, in giant crowds of, of people. So even even if they're great people who love Star Wars, which is would be the full, you know, really, if I had to be trampled by a crowd of people, I'd prefer them to be Star Wars fans. Oh, that's 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 lovely, Robo. That means a lot. Yeah, I, I feel like I could die with a a. Uh, I'd probably die pretty much the same way I would die in any situation, but I, I think that my ghost would be pleased. Okay, so um, if you're gonna but, get you know, tra- if, if you're gonna get trampled, you want one of the prints on your face to be of a, a Star Wars collab Timberland boot. Yeah, I want like a vintage like 1999 like Darth Maul sneaker sole. <laughs> or one of those um like just clocked in the head with a wick at the Ewok roller skate vintage oh, man. 1983. Yeah, I, that that to me is a way I could go out and I'd be like, you know what, I I uh, I died as I lived. Uh, paranoid, yeah, of, but, paranoid of crowds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> died as I lived. One hundred percent right. <laughs> I said I would be trampled, and oh. I was. That could be the name of the. That could be the. to see me, and they thought I would be there. They thought I would be there. Calm down. And they wrote my name on a list, and I wasn't there. I should have done a better job of telling people I will not be there. Oh my god, you've gone from the Bill Hicks of Star Wars podcasting to the uh, Woody Allen. Don't no no. I draw the. Do not compare me to Woody Allen. Someone made the list, and I'm on this list, and I'm on this list. That is the worst Woody Allen impression, and Woody Allen deserves that impression. So say, say. I, I do, yeah, no, do not, no. I would be perfectly happy if we just drummed Woody Allen out of polite society. I don't want to be compared to him. All right. Well, speaking of getting drummed out of polite society, Robbo, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we should wrap it up. I, yeah. um, I did promise a, um, a story from Hollywood. So I'll, qu- okay. I'll, I'll just quickly tell you this, right? So my son, Harrison, seven months old, Jackie works at a, uh, a modeling agency in LA. Two name drops already, Steele. Okay, keep going. Okay. And um, they've got a kids division. So Harrison got signed up. We thought it was pretty funny. And he got requested to go to an audition today for a major electronics company, right? Yeah. What what was his monologue? Was it salesman? Did you salesman? Yes. And so you had to go in and like I had to answer questions for him. 
as, I guess, I'm management. <laughs> and so I'm just answering the questions, you know, in with my jovial good humour, which you seem very immune to. But um, they enjoyed it. And then the casting director comes up to me and goes, hey, are you an actor? And I went, sort of. And then they got me to audition for the same advertisement. For the same role? You were competing with your son for no, like the I role was, of like... No, but this like, is the ironic thing. I was auditioning to be his dad. And and you're probably not going to get the part. You're probably going to be like, well, look, we like Harrison, but frankly, you're just not believable as Harrison's dad. But well, that's the thing, right? So if he does get it and, you know, full credit to him, he's a very ha- handsome little child, delightful. If he does get it, then I'm going to be like on set as the guardian, just like giving dirty looks to the guy that got my part. Yeah. Like, you don't love my son like I do. You can only fake it better than I can. (laughs) But the advertisement is for an electronics company, right? And it's about uh, parents that have a young baby. And they're really stressed out and tired. And it says in the like the notes, like, no fake smiles, they're very exhausted parents. And I'm like, dude, I am a very exhausted parent. I'm living, like, I'm method. I've been training for this role for seven months. I'm set. And then, so you've got to, like, cheer the child up in, in the, like, in the audition. And, but, like, it's not a, like, in the audition, it's just a, a doll that to a stand-in of sorts for the mm-hmm. uh, for the baby. This is show business talk, so try to keep up, Robbo. But um, so I, 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 I calm him down in the advertisement, like how it's scripted, and then I sort of do this little wiggle dance because the phone is like cheered him up. And one of the casting people goes, oh, yeah, maybe on the next one just don't do the dance because that doesn't seem very realistic. And I went... Hey mate, I'm living this. Trust me, when I use my phone to get my child to stop crying, I'm doing a wiggle dance. It's real. It's what's happening now. And he was quite stunned. But um <laughs> long story short, didn't get the part. But I don't, uh, I don't know yet. That's pretty know good, yet. yeah. If you, if you don't hear from me again, I got the part. I think I think what you're gonna hear is you're gonna get a call, they're gonna say, Good news, Mr. Saunders. You're in the commercial. What size is your diaper? What size? I think, is I, think your... I think you're. I think you're going to take Harrison's part. What size is your diaper? Could be a, a good new name for this podcast. It could be a good new name for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. All right, Robbo. Um, yeah. Bring it home. Good talking to you. You do a. Um... A podcast about games on video. Tell the good yes. people about that. Video games, as it were. Yeah. Ah, so I do. Sorry. I do a show. Uh, well, you know, to, for, for the layperson, it's important to to, to explain these things. Oh, I'm getting so, old. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm the Mark Hamill of podcasting. Yeah. Well, you're excused then. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> you can't expect too much from me. So yeah, I do. And, and, I do and, and apart, apart from that one faux pas, I am otherwise your hero. So continue, continue. It's a, the analogy. Yes, this is one hundred percent true. 
Yeah, and well, I'll say this: I can't imagine anyone replacing Steel Saunders. Oh, thank you. There's thank only you. one Steel Saunders, and that is you, my friend. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, I do another show, uh, uh, Hardcore Gaming 101. We uh, rank video games. People nominate video games. We have to play those games. Uh, usually, I um, am not thrilled with the stuff I have to play, and and we try to have fun with it. I also am doing uh, a, uh, a show with Hawes Burkhart, Will Witten, uh, Jesse McGarity, and uh, Colleen McMahon, where we do the old uh, West End uh, Games uh, Star Wars role-playing game. Steel still hasn't listened to it. It's been on for about a year. Uh, we, we, uh, I, just, I just don't know if the format's right for me. I, I, I've recommended it to many other people. I'm How just... could you recommend something that you've never heard? Well, I just trust the people involved. Do you know what I mean? You don't trust us enough to give us a chance, Steele. I was You've got nothing but time. Dude, I got nothing but no time. You got time. You're like you you're dealing with the baby. He doesn't know if you're listening to a podcast. You can listen to a podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. It's like uh but uh, yeah, we do that. We do that. We're just about to wrap up. I think in the next week you'll hear the end of the first uh, real adventure. It'll be the fourteenth episode. And uh, the whole thing is, is really good. Um, I'm not just saying that because uh, I think it's terrible because, because I kind of wrote the adventure that they go on. But um, I've heard it on good authority that pe- people who aren't me are, are uh, can approve of it. Um, we, we, and, and Hawes and, and Will and Jesse and everybody, they're hilarious. They're the best possible people to do this, um, and it is really good. It's the most irreverent uh, Star Wars adventure you'll, you'll ever hear, but I think you'll be delightfully surprised. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I used to do another show. I'm probably going to do it again, but I'll, I haven't earned a plug for that one because it's been so long. Uh, and that's about it. Um, so I'll see you next time after we've uh, met at the uh, live stream thing. For, for the for the steel wars hope to see you there and uh until then so long suckers <laughs> on brand hey guys i hope you enjoyed that normally patreon exclusive robo report now the robo report is just one of our many bonus shows we post up for patrons i do q a's which at the moment have been happening a couple times a week if there's a big news item i will do from a certain point of view namely mine where i'll give my quick thoughts on it and of course as well as that you get access to our patreon only fan fiction live read which will premiere directly after our chicago youtube premiere on may the 4th along with a rss feed that gives you access to every full-length steel wars episode ever as well as so many bonus episodes live movie commentaries other erotic fan fiction reads and so much more over 500 shows for you to go back and enjoy, many of which, especially the interviews, are quite timeless. Really appreciate your support. If you want to check it out for one month, get the bonus content and participate in the chat of the Fan Fiction Live Read, just join the $3 content club at patreon.com forward slash steelwars. So appreciate your support and may that force be with you.
a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.